Why did the FBI fan a Russian collusion confabulation that it knew was unfounded, false, and baseless? That's the question posed by writer Holman Jenkins in today's Wall Street Journal. Jenkins concludes that the obvious answer is, quote, because the FBI and specifically Director James Comey had a powerful interest in changing the subject from Mr. Comey's chaotic actions in the Hillary Clinton email case, end quote. Jenkins concludes that Comey inadvertently helped to elect Donald Trump to the presidency, and Comey wanted to distract the world from his embarrassing failure. I don't agree with Jenkins on his ultimate conclusion, but I do think Jenkins correctly identifies the abuses of the FBI and the mainstream media with regard to Donald Trump, Trump's campaign, and Trump's administration. Think of all that came out of the FBI's actions to undergird the reliability of the dirty dossier assembled and promoted by British spy Christopher Steele. The FISA applications, the eavesdropping on the Trump campaign, the targeting of top and lower level Trump campaign helpers, the $25 million special counsel investigation, and worst of all, the political, financial, and emotional drag on the first term of President Trump's effort to make America great again. I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. I'm a liberty-loving, tyranny-hating lawyer based in your nation's capital. My goal is to keep you informed and to be your spokesman in Washington, D.C. Subscribe below to my channel so you don't miss a daily episode. Hit the bell and comment down below on what topics you would like me to cover next. I have three reflections to share with you about... Holman Jenkins' thesis in today's Wall Street Journal. First, the FBI knew that Christopher Steele's primary source was a garbage source, and we keep learning more evidence supporting that the FBI knew it was garbage. I'm going to link down below to this Holman Jenkins Jr. piece, the unasked FBI question, why? G-Men rightly debunked the Steele dossier, and they peddled it anyway. Quoting from the article, an FBI interview with his primary source, now made public, shows that the British ex-agent was trading on tall tales by a random kibitzer who had no idea what his badinage was being put to. I had to look up badinage, I was not familiar with that term, but it means a humorous or witty conversation. So I have this mental image of Christopher Steele sitting down with this gossipy person who's making all these tall tales in order to make an interesting conversation with Christopher Steele. And Christopher Steele knows this and yet goes ahead and sells this information to the United States government, taxpayer funded, no less. And that is the basis of all these abuses by the FBI and the mainstream media against President Trump and, by extension, his supporters and voters. Quoting further from the Jenkins article, 
the same FBI seen in these documents so diligently disproving the Steele dossier was simultaneously pushing on a federal surveillance court the claim that the dossier was credible in a way that would have lent verisimilitude to leaks to the media suggesting the agency was hot on the trail of collusion. Unbelievable. My second reflection to share with you today is that the mainstream media ran with leaked information supplied by anonymous sources for the sole purpose of discrediting the Trump administration. Quoting from Jenkins' article, we learn from a newly released memo that the FBI's counterintelligence deputy, Peter Strzok, was befuddled by a February 14, 2017 New York Times report based on anonymous sources claiming the FBI had uncovered numerous contacts between the Trump campaign and Russian intelligence. The FBI had not found such contacts. It still hasn't. End quote. Think about that. We continue to see breathless reporting and endless commentary in the mainstream media about Russia's supposed assistance to the 2016 Trump campaign. We are seeing reports now of Russia trying to assist the 2020 Trump campaign. The mainstream media will not give up this narrative despite all the contrary evidence. With the commutation of Roger Stone's sentence, which we covered in an earlier episode, we see reporting and commentary that Trump commuted the sentence to prevent Stone from revealing information about Russian assistance to the Trump campaign. This is patently false and can only arise in the fantasy world of leftist journalists and commentators. Going back to the Jenkins piece, quoting from it, you may want to dispose of the stereotype of reporters as irrepressible truth seekers. We seem to hire nowadays mainly people who are unnaturally conformist and unnaturally unwilling to perceive phenomenon until their milieu gives them the okay. Use your imagination. It is impossible to exaggerate how mortifying all this would have been for Mr. Comey or how discrediting to the FBI to have been spoofed by a Russian fabrication into interfering in a U.S. presidential election, helping to deliver what fellow intelligence agencies now claim was the Kremlin's preferred outcome, end quote. Now, I agree with Jenkins that Comey and the FBI's behavior related to the presidential election should be mortifying and embarrassing to them. But I do not agree with him when he cites a claim by intelligence agencies that Russian leaders preferred Donald Trump to win the presidency. His entire article is showing how discredited at least one U.S. intelligence agency is, the FBI, and we have seen what Brennan and Clapper were up to. John Brennan continues to tweet vile screeds at the president. Why is Jenkins crediting the views of the intelligence agencies without questioning those views? There have been many, many plausible theories about why Russia would have preferred Clinton to win 
rather than Trump. I'm gonna link down below to this piece in Fox News by Fred Flights talking about the flawed intelligence community assessment and why there was evidence showing that Russia could have preferred Hillary Clinton win, that it's plausible that that's the conclusion too. More from the Jenkins piece, quote, the press's failure to face this story is most glaringly manifested in its failure even to report the existence of a classified appendix written by Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz describing Mr. Comey's action in relation to the still hidden Russian intelligence that drove Comey's intervention in the Hillary case. Never mind that Mr. Horowitz himself has publicly flagged the appendix's significance. Never mind that Horowitz called before Congress for it to be declassified. Unbelievably, his secret report still goes unmentioned by most of the U.S. media. No editorials, no clamor calling for its release that I can find, end quote. Jenkins goes on to conclude that the press doesn't cover this because it makes the press look bad. Of course. Jenkins' final evidence is about an FBI lawyer who complained in a text message that the FBI helped elect Trump. This is the same FBI official who doctored an FBI email about Carter Page to conceal that Page was actually a CIA informant, not a Russian informant. Remember that in our discussion about the five questions Kaylee McEnany wanted the media to follow up on, this was one of the interesting facts that was revealed about what the FBI did in order to get those FISA warrants. My third reflection to share with you today about Jenkins' thesis is that Jenkins argues that all of this goes back to the Comey handling of the Hillary secret server investigation and an effort to cover up the malfeasance. I don't like calling it the email investigation because that makes it seem like it's just a question about her emails. The investigation was because she put her email traffic through a secret server that you might remember was stuck in a closet or a bathroom of a company in Colorado. So you have the Secretary of State running her emails through a secret server that violated government pr procedure subject to hacking by foreign governments or all sorts of people that want to do Americans harm and calling it an email investigation, I think, gives into the Hillary narrative that it was just about emails. It wasn't about the action, the deliberate action that she took to countermand the procedures. Maybe they're not good procedures, but they're some procedures to try and protect the conf confidential information, lives at stake of people overseas trying to advocate for American interests, that it was something that she did beyond just her emails. But that's beside the point. So uh, quoting from Jenkins' article, all of this came from the same FBI leadership that had just gotten done using a questionable Russian intercept, one that FBI colleagues considered false and a possible Kremlin hoax as rationale for a series of antic, 
improper and insubordinate actions in the Hillary email case. These action actions culminated in the decision shortly before election day to reopen the case, which Clinton officials, independent pollsters, and even Trump pollsters pointed to as the one factor that may have shifted a close electoral college result to Donald Trump, end quote. We can all agree, left and right, that Comey's handling of the Hillary Clinton secret server investigation was terrible. What Jenkin leaves out, though, are the relevant details on Comey's press conference in July, not just immediately before the November election, what Comey did in October, but go back to what Comey did in July, where James Comey appointed himself prosecutor and violated practice and procedure of the Justice Department and the FBI, essentially clearing Hillary Clinton of any prosecutorable wrongdoing for her secret server and her blatant falsehoods about the same. I'm going to link down below to the statement by FBI Director James B. Comey on the investigation of Secretary Hillary Clinton's use of a personal email system. So quoting from the statement by James Comey, this will be an unusual statement in at least a couple of ways. First, I am going to include more detail about our process than I ordinarily would because I think the American people deserve those details in a case of intense public interest. Second, I have not coordinated or reviewed this statement in any way with the Department of Justice or any other part of the government. They do not know what I am about to say, end quote. So there are two, three really important points in this statement. One, James Comey is acknowledging that him, that his coming out and talking about this is unusual. Well, we don't want our law enforcement agencies and officials doing things that are unusual, that either smacks of favoritism in favor of someone that's being investigated, or it smacks of changing the rules to smear so someone. So that should be the first clue that this is an embarrassing failure for James Comey and the FBI. Secondly, he says that we want to give more detail because of the intense public interest. Well, the entire reason why the FBI doesn't talk about things like that in detail if they're not going to charge someone is because of intense public interest. So you can see that this is yet another example of where they warped the policies and procedures that are ultimately designed for cases like this in furtherance of their own political ends. And then the third thing that I think is very clear about the statement by James Comey is that he said, I have not coordinated or reviewed this statement in any way with the Department of Justice or any other part of government. I think that is an answer to the charges that there was coordination between the FBI and people in the Obama administration who were trying to help Hillary get elected. And you remember that the tarmac meeting between Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch was reported and the the reasons that they gave for the meeting and the discussion of what was relayed to the media and by extension to the American public was trying to be very anodyne and saying, oh, they just happened to be on the, the tarmac at the same time. It was polite to talk to each other and they were just talking about grandchildren. And that just shows that James Comey was very sensitive of not wanting to be seen in coordination with the Obama administration. I'm going to link down below to another article 
that is entitled, In Early Draft, Comey Called Clinton Grossly Negligent in Handling the Emails. So in the statement that James Comey made in July, he calls Hillary Clinton's actions extremely careless. But when there was research done, an earlier memorandum showed that the statement originally read that Hillary Clinton was grossly negligent, which would have criminal culpability. And extremely careless was a way of trying to say that what she did was wrong, but it wasn't. It didn't rise to the level of criminal culpability. So it just shows how James Comey was appointing himself arbiter in a way that he should not have been as director of the FBI. And I think that this is a big point that Holman Jenkin misses in his article. I'm gonna link down below also to an article entitled The Shrug Heard Round the World. Hillary Clinton jokes about wiping the email server with a cloth. And I think that's really important to have in relation to assessing Jenkins' uh, analysis here too, because Hillary Clinton was going around making public statements about what she had done with the secret server and what she had done about deleting her emails. And this was information that was publicly available. And this is not discussed in Jenkins' piece either. I do believe that Jenkins is right to, sh to say that the shameful shenanigans of the FBI impacted the election, but it's hard to say if it had an effect on the ultimate outcome. One could argue just as strongly that the FBI's deferral to Hillary Clinton's defense was just as significant in helping her be a stronger candidate than she otherwise would have been. I do agree with his thesis that Comey's FBI had a motive to change the subject after the election and after the Russia hoax was an obvious stratagem. Quoting from his piece, for Perry Mason, all of this could only be strongly suggestive of an FBI motive to change the subject after Election Day to the Trump campaign's non-existent Russian connections. Whether the FBI itself was a direct or indirect source of the leaks then being strategically filtered into the press, its actions helped create a gauze of plausibility for such stories promoted by... Mr. Trump's enemies in the intelligence community. In conclusion, while Jenkins is right that the Russia investigation is rife with failures and abuses, he does not make his case that those abuses delivered the election to Donald Trump. In fact, I would argue that the abuses have hurt Donald Trump and his supporters in hampering the full achievement of his campaign promises. The media's complicity in these outrages should continue to be highlighted. It makes sense that Trump's enemies in the intelligence community, the deep state, and the establishments of both parties see Trump as a unique threat to their power. Weirdly, their efforts to bring him down have merely revealed for all to see how lacking they are in principle and in lawful behavior. Their determination to take out Trump has twisted them in pretzels and revealed them for who they really are. We should be thankful for this. Although it is painful now, sometimes the pain of knowing the truth results in better institutions going forward. 
I have two things to ask you to do today. Please write to Holman Jenkins and let him know what you think about his thesis that the FBI and specifically Director Comey gave the election victory to Donald Trump. Secondly, I ask you to praise President Trump and his administration for their bravery in facing down the deep state, the corrupt parts of our intelligence communities, and the jokers in the mainstream media. Thank you so much for joining me today. Subscribe below, hit the bell so you don't miss a daily episode, and comment down below on what you think about Holman Jenkins' thesis. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com, and also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.